Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about anxiety, feel it to heal it. And what I did is I read a great post by Dr. David Hanscom, and I will have a link to the entire post in the show notes. But I want to say up front here that if you struggle with chronic pain, I highly suggest Dr. Hanscom's website for more guidance. He's an awesome person. He's an awesome doctor who has had his own struggles, and now he is helping others, a medical doctor that has worked with people with pain. And man, he's really done a lot of great things. And I hope that you'll visit his site, especially if you have chronic pain. The name of his website is Back in Control. And a lot of it was about back pain, but lots of other great stuff on there too. I pulled out some things from the article because we forget sometimes that we have to feel what's going on in order to heal it, to clear it, to get through the other side, however you want to phrase it. And that includes our anxiety. We so often just don't want to feel it. (laughs) So we do all kinds of things to not feel it, but that delays or sabotages our healing. So let's see here what I have from Dr. Hanscom. He says, since emotional pain is processed in a similar manner as physical pain, why would you want to feel it? It is why our first instinct is to repress it. So, of course, no one wants to feel pain. And the emotional pain is similar in manner, as he said, to physical pain. So, of course, we don't want to feel it. It feels painful. So, As humans, it's our instinct to repress it. So it is not natural to want to feel it. It's not natural to want to work, quote, with it. He says, repressed, suppressed emotions fire up the nervous system even more than expressed unpleasant emotions. Now that's interesting, right? Because we don't want to be firing up our nervous system. But the repressed, suppressed emotions fire up our nervous system more than the ones that we expressed. And that includes all the unpleasant emotions. So that's really important for us to know because the more we have repressed these things, the more we've got stored down in there. He says, people spend much of their lives on avoiding pain. And why wouldn't we? Since we cannot escape our consciousness, we have an additional relentless source of pain that other mammals don't have. So what I want to say here is this is important because we can see it with animals. Like they will have an anxious attack, meaning they will be in a trauma Maybe a bunny rabbit is being chased by a predator 
and it's having all the anxious feelings. The heart is racing. It's running for its life. Its amygdala is in full force. And then it finds its hole. It gets down its hole. It's safe. Now the bunny will spend about a 90 seconds there in its safe little rabbit hole. And then it will just be fine. It's Eyes are no longer focused the way they were for safety. Its heart rate has gone back down, and it can just go on to feeding or going on whatever it was planning to do. But we don't do that because we cannot escape our consciousness. We are thinking. We are aware. We are thinking, what if it happens again? The bunny is not thinking that. The bunny is just reacting in the moment. We don't do that, okay? This is big. We're the only mammals that are doing this, that are thinking about it in the future. And this is why we become anxious, because we don't just deal with the present moment. We are worried about the next time it's going to happen. So understanding this can help you unwind it and come out the other side of it. Dr. Hanscom says, yet allowing yourself to feel emotional pain is a necessary step in rerouting your brain away from it. So there it is. You got to feel the emotional pain when it comes up, when it bubbles up out of that unconscious. When it comes up, we don't want to repress it, which means that we are unconsciously avoiding it or suppress it, which is consciously avoiding it. So I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but pay attention. It's so amazing that we are not like the animals. We have something else going on, which is why we have all these extra problems. It's okay. The good and the bad, we took it all. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical-grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So we naturally avoid being vulnerable, and that is due to evolution, 
because being physically vulnerable is not rewarded in nature, right? We are built to survive and being vulnerable could have caused us death. So we have learned to not be vulnerable, which has made us avoid all of our pain, mental and physical, because it was the strong leaders that were more protected. And we know what happens to the weakest, right? The weakest in the chicken coop doesn't make it. So we have the same survival instincts, but there's a huge difference in that we possess language that creates another level of mental threats. Dr. Hanscom says, since we cannot escape our thoughts, we are all subjected to some level of ongoing threat physiology unless we implement specific strategies to process them. It is at the core of all chronic diseases, including chronic pain. And like I said, he's a pain specialist, but he also dealt with anxiety. So yes, this is it. We have to process it. We can't keep pushing it away. And when you're anxious, the last thing you want to do is when you're feeling anxious is to be with it, to process it, to let it be there. No, we want to push it down. We want to suppress it. We cannot escape our thoughts. And unless we can process our thoughts, we risk ongoing stress, chronic disease, and chronic pain. Research shows that mental threats are processed in a similar manner in your brain as physical pain. Dr. Hanscom says they share overlapping neurological circuitry. So it's no wonder that when we expend a tremendous amount of energy avoiding emotional pain, you hurt my feelings is a classic statement that also characterizes the situation. We are programmed to be strong to survive and it hurts to feel. So there doesn't seem to be much incentive to change anything. The common strategy, he says, is to suppress, which is a conscious act or to repress, which I want you to know is an unconscious reaction, our thoughts and emotions. So the common strategy is to suppress conscious or repress unconscious, our thoughts and emotions. They are deadly approaches, but that is all most of us know and how we were raised. We were raised with things like children should be seen and not heard, or life is tough, deal with it. But there is a powerful reason to consider training and allowing yourself to feel. Dr. Hansom goes on to say, awareness and vulnerability are the essence of successful relationships in all aspects of your life. It is a challenging learned skill with one aspect of it being figuring out who you can truly trust and you will repeatedly fail. If a person betrays your trust, the outcome can be devastating. Then what do you do? Learning to be vulnerable means allowing yourself to feel the pain, processing it, and continuing to move forward. Many people quit trying at a certain breaking point and others never begin. Now, he brought up a lot there that we can see happens to us. Being vulnerable and getting hurt and feeling the pain 
It's like, what? You want me to do that? (laughs) Yes, because when we don't and we consciously suppress it or unconsciously it is repressed in us, it is still there. It's still there. You have to feel it and you have to let it be there. So Dr. Hanscom goes on here to say, not only does the unconscious repression or the conscious suppression of emotion keep your fight or flight response fired up, but it also causes brain damage. The hippocampus is an important structure in your brain that is the center of memory retrieval. It has been shown that suppression of unpleasant memories induces amnesia of other events surrounding the unpleasant one. It also affects new learning and processing of new information. The final sequence of the paper that he was reporting about says, efforts to forget a troubling past ironically may leave amnesia for the present in their wake. The brain is amazing. It's not little separate compartments. You got one area that's next to the other area, and we're causing all kinds of trouble when we are not dealing with life, when we are suppressing or repressing life. So what's the way out, right? All this bad news about what we're hurting ourselves with, there is a way out. Dr. Hanscom goes down to say the way out, you cannot go from repressing or suppressing painful emotions to being free from their grip without specific approaches. You have to feel to heal, he says. But if you were exposed to the full force of your unpleasant emotions, it would be intolerable. And now I want to say, right, that's why even when we're dealing with anxiety or even when we are dealing with specific fears, we don't just jump right into them. We don't want to cause ourselves more pain to the point of being intolerable. Dr. Hanscom says the pain would be too intense. It is impossible. Instead, there is a process that is called pendulation. And the idea of this is that you allow yourself to be exposed to a level of emotions you can tolerate. Then you pull back and then you re-engage when you are ready. It is a lifelong process that eventually becomes automatic then instead of your energy being consumed by keeping the lid on your emotions, you are free to step into your life and thrive. And I loved reading this because I was not familiar with the term pendulation, but this is exactly what is being done when we try a little bit more, right? And then we pull back and we kind of rest, recover, and then we go out a little bit more. We don't need to bite off the whole thing at once. We can nibble at this thing. As a matter of fact, nibbling at our struggles is the way that we will get through the whole thing because we would be overwhelmed or overloaded otherwise and then stop. So, we take a little bit. And I love the fact that he says it becomes automatic. And I know this for a fact, because that has happened to me. It has happened. It is an automatic 
action or response in me to try a little bit, go back, try a little bit, go back when I'm struggling with something. So I was thrilled. And this is why I wanted to share all of this with you, because he has uh, such a nice way of putting it all down in his scientific way. So to recap, Dr. Hanscom says, why don't more people pursue a path of self-discovery? It is painful. We spend a lot of energy working on feeling good to avoid feeling bad. The true answer lies in training yourself to tolerate bad and good can and will emerge. It is learned and it is an accessible skill. So it's all there for us. We just have to do it. We have to train ourselves to tolerate. We tolerate both the bad and the good. And it will emerge that in Buddhist terms, it would be like, that's just like the middle path. We're not going to lean toward the bad and we're not going to lean toward the good. We're just going to go in the middle because that's what's there. We don't have to have it all one way or all the other. We bounce back and forth and we find the middle path. In closing, I have a few last lines here from him. He says, anxiety is the sensation generated by your body's chemistry when you are in fight or flight. It is intended to be so unpleasant that you are forced to take action to escape. We will do almost anything to avoid it. Now that's written by a man who understands anxiety. That's exactly it. The feeling is so unpleasant and it is exactly that. We feel like we have to take action to escape. He says, it is ironic that the main strategy we use, suppression and repression, is the worst choice. In addition to depleting your life energies, it causes damage to your brain. You do have to feel to heal. Consider your situation. You may be suffering from physical pain, but what about your anxiety? Which one is more challenging to deal with? Very interesting question he asked there. And finally, he says, fortunately, as you solve your mental pain, the physical symptoms usually abate. And I have seen this happen many, many times. The physical and the mental pain are so intertwined that the physical does die off as the emotions are dealt with. So I hope that you will visit Dr. Hanscom's site. He's not a sponsor of the show or anything like that. I just respect his work and loved this article that he put together, especially if you have chronic pain, because that is what he deals with. And I am so happy to be here with you and so blessed that all that I've gone through that I actually have an opportunity now to share with so many people what is out there, what is helping, other ways of explaining it or exploring it, and I hope that it has been helpful for you. And now for today's quote. My message for everyone is the same that if we can learn to identify, express, and harness our feelings, even the most challenging ones, we can use those emotions to help us create positive, satisfying lives. And that's from Mark Brackett. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Aloha. 
Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. 